Welcome to the Pledge Drive Daily Audio Recording number 21, which makes this September 21st, 2013. Getting down to the wire here. We've spent pretty much every day together. We're, we're heading, heading into 30 days here of the dailies. Nine more to go. Gotta get through next week. The, uh, ever dreaded Massive work week that I've discussed before and roll into a weekend away. Megan and I, uh, I've said it before on the podcast. I think I've mentioned it maybe once or twice in the dailies, but this next weekend, Megan and I are attending Crypticon, which is a horror convention. So we're attending Crypticon Minneapolis. It's our first time going. We thought we'd just check it out. We're kind of of a mind, um, kind of where we are. We're checking things out here. Uh, we're going to check it out, see if it's something we're interested in. Mainly me, probably. Megan's not as big into horror as I am. But uh, we decided to go all in. If we're going to experience this and maybe only experience it once, we bought VIP tickets, uh, which gets us, I don't know, access to another room and some other things. Uh, they also are doing Friday evening, like this haunted tour ride, which they take us to like two or three haunted houses. We go on a haunted hayride, all that good stuff. So we decided if we're going, we're going all in. So we'll come out of that and see and, uh, try to decide if this is something that we need to add to our list of things that we want to try to do every year or if, uh, the, the one time experience was enough for us. We also eventually want to get to Comic Con. That's, uh, a goal of Megan's and, we were going to try to go this year, try to get tickets this year, I should say, try to get badges. Uh, since they sell out real quick, we were going to start trying this year and then just keep trying until we get to go. But it happened to be the same weekend that Megan's sister got married. So we uh, are going to have to postpone those attempts until next year. Today has been a very casual, very relaxed day, which I needed. So uh, I'm not going to lie, not a lot has gotten done any in, in any way, shape, or form revolving around the podcast or anything else. Megan and I just chilled, and that was awesome. Uh, I think once I'm done with this and once Megan has gone to bed, because she's still up, she's actually playing uh, Grand Theft Auto V right now. Once she goes to bed, I think then I'm going to start working on the uh, All Us Geeks proper episode. I've got some more editing to do on that before I can put it out. Hopefully, I can get it out by this weekend. And let's see. The only other thing I've kind of done podcast-related would be that I pulled up about, I think, roughly about 10 more games that I want to add to the Board Game Geek uh, auction. So I'm either going to do that tonight or tomorrow, probably tomorrow at this point. Uh, but I pulled them upstairs, got them ready, put them next to my chair, so... I can just kind of go down the list and add them. So look for those by tomorrow, sometime tomorrow. Jordan and I were going to try to get together tomorrow, uh, but since we uh, already know we're not recording on Tuesday, thanks to me and my work week, uh, we kind of had a really quick conversation that basically boiled down to, uh, how about everybody just relax this weekend, which uh, we were both perfectly fine with. Especially since, like I said, uh, Jordan's, uh, Jordan had a, if I remember right, Jordan had a, a couple bad days last week too. I don't think he made it to game night. Uh, I know he didn't make it to the RPG 
last night because and, and then he got sick so then that's why he didn't attend last night so hopefully he's feeling better we didn't have like a, a massive conversation it was just like hey are we still getting together kind of thing and uh so hopefully he's feeling better but uh another day of rest would never hurt all right i'm kind of looking here and uh, i'm just gonna see if i can address this here jessica who goes by at geek thumb that's t-h-u-m-b as a boy geek thumb for a potential topic for us to talk about here on the daily. Any evolutions in your tastes as a gamer and games you've changed your mind on later or that have stuck with you for years? Hmm. Since I'm doing this, basically I just pulled it up and read it and said, okay, I'll, I'll try to talk about that so I don't have anything prepped for it. But let me see. Evolutions in my taste as a gamer. That one I could probably speak to a little bit. Uh, and I may have in the past on the podcast. I can't remember. I remember talking about it a few times. It's one of those things, you know, what you guys hear and what actually gets out. Because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things we talk about that might get edited for various reasons. Edited out. But uh, when I got involved in Rochester Gamers Community. Okay. Um, actually, let me back that up. When I helped found... Rochester Gamers Community, because uh, at the time, it did not exist yet. Previous to that, I was primarily a role player, so I did a lot of role playing, played a little bit of Magic the Gathering back in the day, but only as a casual player, so I still have like all my old cards mostly, and once in a great while, I'll pull those out if I have somebody that wants to play, but it's... uh it's just, it's very casual. I've never been competitive with it. So primarily a, a role player. And it was, and then I stopped playing Magic. Didn't care much for most collectibles, all that good stuff. And then the Game of Thrones collectible card game. This was back when it was still a collectible, not not a living card game. Uh, but when it was still a collectible card game, I really, I had read the books and I got into the game, and not only the game, but surprise, surprise, I really enjoyed the community at the time that was around the Game of Thrones collectible card game. So I started playing that quite a bit, or attempting to play that quite a bit. So here's the deal. Nobody in our area played at the time. It was me. So I decided to try to set up a like tournament play and stuff here. So I tried to set up a group here in, in our area. And so at the time we had a local game store that had a few game tables. They were a game and comic shop. This was in Rochester. They had like eight-ish tables or something like that and mostly primarily a magic community. So I used to sit up there at least two nights a week and one of them being, I think, Friday night for Friday Night Magic and show people how to play the Game of Thrones card game. And then I saw this thing on the uh, bulletin board about a group that was looking to play games or something like that. So I uh, took one of those and, and called the number and said, hey, you know, I, I would like to meet up with you guys. And if you wouldn't mind, I got a game I wouldn't mind showing you as well. So I went and, and uh, it was some of the people that would help at least put some of the foundation in place for Rochester Gamers Community. And so that kind of came out of there. And it wasn't until Rochester Gamers Community existed that I really started playing board games. Uh, it was again, mostly RPGs and then this card game. So, 
the whole Euro thing and all that good stuff, that all came out of me helping put the foundation down for Rochester gamers community. So that was an evolution right there because now, you know, I, I play more board games than I do RPGs. Uh, not that I have a, uh, not that I don't still have a, a, a love for RPGs. I play whenever I can. It's just obviously, you know, we go through the same thing that everybody goes through. Uh, when you grow up, get, get big boy jobs and big girl jobs. Uh, you know, that it's the whole timing thing. It's, it gets so hard to time out. And, uh, you know, as the person, I, I was always usually the person running. So I was usually the uh, game master for our RPGs. So I would have to put in a lot of extra time as well, right? If you, you know, here's our schedule, here's where we're going to attempt to play. And then leading up to that, I would have a lot of work to do. And I know this is kind of what Michael's going through probably right now as well. You know, he, uh, we, we all picked a date. Uh, it took us a month to find a day within a month that would work for all of us. And then unfortunately with my work and then Jordan getting sick and all that good stuff. So a couple of us had to bail. I, I think he had a couple extra people show up last night, which is cool. But obviously, he probably put some prep work in ahead of time, right? Because he's running it. But being busy working adults that we all are now, it's uh, certain things come first, unfortunately, or fortunately, because I, I kind of like having my lifestyle the way it is. So that has a lot to do with the job I have and all that good stuff. So, uh, so I just, it's a long way to kind of get around to you. So obviously, I don't play a lot of RPGs anymore. I, same thing that all of us go through. I know a few people have asked me if I would run some stuff again or if I was thinking about it, and I would like to. But again, it's the whole timing thing. You know, I've I've already got a full plate with my normal job, and then the, the podcast, and then the Two Bald Geeks podcast as well. Uh, so I, I keep myself pretty busy, which is why I was really looking forward to playing in Michaels. So. You know, RGC comes along, we get that going, and suddenly, and actually some of the core group of the original foundation of RGC were primarily role players, too, uh, I had found out at the time. So they had played a few games, like they, uh, Munchkin was big with them and stuff like that, but they were primarily role players, and it was actually some people trying to come into RGC that questioned, is this strictly for role-playing? Because that's all I see. And, of course, uh, my answer was, well, no. And some other people's answer was, well, yes, you're not you're not welcome here kind of thing. And, uh, uh, and that's actually where RGC transitioned because prior to that, it was kind of called something else. There was somebody that already had a little group they were trying to put together. But it was about that time when there was that split, that rift, and that, no, we only do role-playing stuff. Uh, and those of us that wanted to welcome everybody in the tabletop community, regardless of what you played. And that's kind of where RGC came in. So those people that questioned that came along and started teaching games and showing us all these, all these games. And of course I, I was hooked. I got in to, uh, tabletop games and board games a lot in Euro games and all that good stuff. And, uh, my collection is huge now and. Obviously, I review stuff, and I does I've designed some stuff of my own off to the side, and so that is a huge evolution uh, in my gaming habits. I guess you know I 
as, as much as I would love to continue to play a ton of RPGs, don't get that time, but it's a little easier to say, hey, here's a game that takes a half hour. Hey, here's a game, even a game that takes two hours without a whole lot of investment behind the, okay, well, here we are, let's set it up, you know, instead of, okay, I got to come up with a story and a plot and yada, 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 that, all that good stuff. So there you go. There's a little bit of an evolution for you. And then games I've changed my mind on later or that have stuck with you for years. Hmm. Well, I think I've gone through, I think I've gone through some of the same phases that a lot of us do for Munchkin. You know, uh, there was, there was obviously a time there was, or there was a time, uh, where I was fine with Munchkin. And again, coming off of being primarily RPG or, you know, the, the jokes at first or the, you know, the inside jokes are, they make you laugh, they make you chuckle and it's a good little game. But then somewhere along the line, uh, it's just, you figure out it's, if you still love Munchkin, I apologize now. That's fine. You're more than welcome to it. But there are several games that I would prefer to play over Munchkin any day of the week and still kind of get that feeling because it just gets to the point where it takes too long uh, or it can take long. And there's not really a lot there. And if you start adding in all the expansions and it really starts to drag, but it's one of those things like everybody wants all the expansions. And uh, so Munchkin, yeah. I prefer not to play anymore. And a couple games that I prefer over, uh, that I, I have, have some of that feel, but I think do it better would be, uh, Torches and Pitchforks. It's a great little indie black and white game and Cutthroat Caverns, of course. Talked about that one off and on, I think. I don't think we haven't reviewed it, but I think it gets mentioned here and there. So those are two games I would, I love playing and I'll play those over Munchkin, uh, just well, any day, really. And let's see. Anything that stuck with me? Well, again, I wasn't a huge board gamer. So, I mean, yeah, I wasn't a huge uh, board gamer back in the day. So, you know, I <laughs> I know some people have some working copies. I, I wish I still had a working copy. I, and it's it probably today would be cheesy as hell. But um, the old Dark Tower game, uh, I had that when I was a kid. And that was awesome. But as far as anything, I mean, uh, anything that stuck with me, again, I am still a role player, uh, and I still collect role playing games. Uh, I still, I back certain ones on Kickstarter from time to time if they intrigue me, uh, even if I may not get the chance to play them. One of my favorite based off of like D&D 3.5, uh, horror RPGs, which is an indie horror called, uh, Contagion, just recently, like, a a, a, fr- a friend, from RGC and I, uh, met the guy who created it and actually played with him, uh, at a convention and, uh, we hit it off and I started playing it locally and it actually was like the game we played, uh, when we were planning our convention. So we would have our planning meetings for the convention for that year. And then directly after the meeting, those people that were just there for the meeting left, the rest of us would hang out and, role play and what it was was contagion which is what i was running at the time and it's kind of a modern day horror uh using 3.5 kind of using 3.5 dnd 3.5 rules uh love that then unfortunately he stopped making it for a while and focused on other things and i just seen recently that he did a new edition so i grabbed the pdf for that 
And that's one of the things that I've had somebody that played in my old Contagion uh, that saw me share the link on our Facebook page asked me at this last game day if I w- had planned on starting a new campaign because he was in. If, if I decided to do that, he was in. So, I mean, if anything stuck with me, it'd be uh, my, my love of role playing. I don't know if I've shared that story on the podcast, but I think, uh, I know in, in blog form and my, that blog, I, I think my blog's gone. I, I own a lot of websites and I think that the one that I originally shared this on is, is gone now. But one of the reasons that role playing sticks with me as much as it does and something that even now in my adulthood, I refuse to give up. I mean, I, d- I don't get to do it very often, but I do refuse to give it up. And the reason I refuse to give it up is because my, well, let me, I'll, I'll start this way. I don't have a lot of uh, blood family, let's say, that uh, I keep uh, close to me or in contact with. Uh, but the one person that I always did was my grandmother. And she's long past now, and uh, that was a very sad time for me because this is the individual that I used to spend. I used to spend my summers with. Now, you know, there's some kids that would get, you know, shipped off, if you will, to their grandparents for the summer and, and hated every minute of it. Uh, I couldn't wait. It was the highlight of of my time of my childhood is being able to hang out with my grandmother and uh, spend the summer with her. And my grandmother was awesome. I mean, there's there's no other way around it. I mean, especially uh, the environment we kind of grew up in. She tried to be kind of the opposite of that for a lot of things. And this saintly woman put up with all of my phases as a kid. So she sat through me teaching her all about dinosaurs and what their names are and and when they existed and all that stuff. And, and she would try to soak it in. And, uh, at the, at the very least, she was a very captive, very interested, uh, audience because I was interested in it. And she sat through, um, my chess phase when I played chess a lot and I taught her chess. And, uh, so we played a lot of chess together and we watched a lot of things together and, you know, we had conversations together. And when I showed, she bought me my first computer. That was, uh, way back when. And, and I'm a, I'm a programmer now. You know, it was something I was interested in way back when she saw I was interested in it. She bought me my first computer to, uh, explore. And I decided one summer when I was hanging out with her, I saw the D and D red box, the original red box, the D and D basic set. This was back when you had to, when you, it came with a crayon. So you guys remember those, uh, those of us old enough to remember. Uh, our dice, our polyhedral dice were these crappy, cheap plastic dice that were not uh, colored in. They came with a crayon that you rubbed onto the dice to get the wax in there so the numbers showed up. And I saw this, and I grabbed it, and I turned it over. Now, at the time, I was really, really into writing, and I, I still write off and on, but not as much as I would like to. Uh, but you know, I was into writing, I was into imagination and all that good stuff in the, the creative space at the time. And I turned it over and I started reading the back of the, the box and, uh, I had to have it. I had, it was, it was, it just called to me. And of course my grandmother was there and she bought it for me. And I took that thing home, or home, I, I took that thing back to her place 
And I stayed up all night and I read through it cover to cover. And uh, it just, it just sucked me in. It just pulled me in. And that was the start of my love for role playing. And the way I've always looked at it is this is a gift uh, that my grandmother gave me. So for me to abandon it at this point is just not an option. This is something a woman that I, I love and treasured and respected uh, gave to me. This is something that this is a gift that was was given to me. And uh, I just, uh, you know, there are a lot of toys that came and went as a kid. But this is one thing that I was able to hold on to. Some of those toys came and went not for, because I wanted them to go anywhere. Again, just very different upbringing, which I won't get into. But this was something that, you know, I, I could hold on to regardless of no longer having the uh, red box. You know, I, I continued on. I evolved on. It's one of the reasons why, even though I haven't played a lot of D&D in a long time and I've moved on to different games uh, and different systems and uh, different genres even, I tend to at least still get the core books for D&D. Uh, whatever edition comes out simply because I, again, I like to collect RPGs, but that was my initial entry. Uh, and it was an initial entry for a lot, for most people, really a lot of people, but it was also just a very, very precious gift that I still treasure. And every time I do get to role play, I feel like, uh, my grandmother's with me. Uh, and she's looking down and smiling because uh, she was able to give me that entertainment and a creative outlet when uh, a lot of people didn't want me to have that kind of creative outlet at the time. All right. There you go. Man, that was long. <laughs> so yeah, this, this, this one <laughs> may be the longest daily audio I've done yet. Uh, but thank you, Jessica. Again, at Geek Thumb for the topic. So on to the general information. On the allusgeeks.com website, there's a donation button. You can use that to give us any amount you're comfortable with, but a donation of $5 or more will get you a shout-out for the daily audio recording. So you can do that and give us a couple sentences, and we will make sure that they get on the daily audio recordings. We also have the t-shirt pre-orders on the website and of course the auction over at board game geek. So between those three things, if within this month, which we are running out of month, but within this month, if you've given $25 or more, we are going to do the special thank you podcast that will record sometime after September. Uh, but that will go out to Anyone that has given us $25 or more, feel free to also give me feedback, podcast at allusgeeks.com, or of course you can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, I respond to those as well. And uh, let us know what you think, uh, if there's topics we should cover. Of course, if you want to guarantee it, that would be a f the $5 shout out to make sure we cover a topic. Otherwise, I pick them randomly like I did this evening. But we always want to hear from you guys. We have had uh, one request to keep the $5 shout out thing going after September. Uh, the donation button isn't going anywhere. That'll, that'll be there. That has always kind of been there. We just won't talk about it as much 
So there will be much rejoicing once September is op- over, I'm sure. Uh, but we uh, are more than happy to continue on that tradition. If there are people that want to do the $5 shout-outs uh, during any other time, I'm perfectly okay with that. <laughs> so uh, we will keep those around, but you gotta. Uh, but for right now, if we get those during the month of September, uh, we will again be splitting everything that we raise uh, after our initial goal, which we are already above and beyond that. We are splitting 50-50 with the Jack Vassal Memorial Fund, which is a great fund that attempts to help your fellow gamers when they have a hardship. Like I said, we uh, have some personal experience within our local group and within this podcast. Uh, again, uh, Michael and Kate. Michael's talked about it on the podcast in the past, but they were able to take advantage of some services uh, and get some funds for medical bills and stuff that uh, from the from the Jack Vassal Memorial Fund when they were going through their rough time. And it's great that we can raise some money for that charity, uh, especially since we do know someone personally here at the Geek Compound that uh, has been able to utilize it. All right, that's all I have for you tonight. So I will talk to you tomorrow.